Hey, everybody, it's Mark Lee Shannon, and I'm your host of Recovery Talks. I'd like to thank you for listening to our podcast. And remember, you can always find all the episodes on recoverytalks.org. But today, I'm here to give you a confession. So sit back. I need to tell everybody, you know what? I'm a frog. I know what you're thinking. Maybe Mark has kind of lost it, but let me explain. I'm speaking about a story that I love and the symbolic meaning of its characters. It's a simple tale about learning to accept the nature of people when they teach us who they may be and hopefully not having to learn that lesson repeatedly. Also, This podcast, this story is about the healthy but complex art of forgiveness. So come along for a ride, won't you? Direct from Akron, Ohio, the epicenter of modern recovery. This is Recovery Talks, the podcast. From those in recovery to those working in recovery, meet those who are shining the light on Recovery Talks right now. The Scorpion and the Frog is a fable about some people who cannot resist hurting others, even when it's not in their interest. And it goes something like this. And right now I'm going to ask Matt, our editor, to cue some beautiful music that makes us all transport ourselves to a babbling brook. (sighs) Let's all go. A scorpion and a frog meet on the bank of a babbling stream. It's too treacherous to cross. So the scorpion nicely asks the frog to carry him across on its back. This makes the frog a little suspicious. It asks, how do I know you won't sting me? Because if I do, the scorpion says, I'm going to die too. Well, that sounds reasonable and calms the frog's nerves a bit. So he allows the scorpion to climb aboard, and they shove off across the flowing water. Halfway across the stream, guess what? The scorpion stings the frog directly in the middle of its back. The frog, beginning to sink from the onset of the scorpion's poison, manages one question with its dying breath. Why? Because I'm a scorpion, is the answer. In other words, it's my nature. It's what I do. It's who I am. Now, you may think I'm about to preach that we should always be on the lookout for those who may want to cause us harm. Well, maybe. But more so, I'm here to talk about forgiveness. Hmm. When I wrote this, I was sitting with a fresh cup of coffee on my son's third floor balcony in Wilmington, North Carolina on a bit of a holiday. And I had a lot of thoughts rushing through my consciousness. I was thinking to myself, how did I get here? 
How did I become a parent of three beautiful children? I was thinking about how I had fucked things up before my recovery from drugs and alcohol. And yet, my children still love me. I was thinking about how I was moving forward these days as new chapters entered my horizons. Many thoughts of where I had been and where I was going. And there was plenty of thoughts about the mistakes I had made. See, all of us have known scorpions. People who hurt us, like it's their nature. Carving a path of pain through the landscapes of our lives. They rock you and then roll on, seemingly oblivious to the deep well of torment they created in the wake of their tornadic toll and wave. But I'm a frog. I always have been and probably always will. Silly me. I want to believe that something in other humans sees my honorable, maybe former Catholic intentions to not cause anyone harm. And failing that, they'll recognize that I am wrapped as if in a blanket of comforting isolation by a super karma force field that protects me against their actions. Uh, no, dude. It doesn't work that way. So one of my favorite passages about the art of forgiveness, it comes from a book called Refuge Recovery. It's written by Noah Levine. And it goes something like this. It says that underlying most addictions is a deep well of pain. Boy, isn't that my story. The pain of our lives has been caused by people and circumstances that have hurt us. We have usually responded with resentment, anger, and hatred. The more we hate, the more we create layers of suffering and confusion on top of the pain. All this pain and suffering gives addicts more and more reasons to crave the substances or behaviors that temporarily distract them or alleviate this pain. And as we learn, as we all must learn, pain is unavoidable. But suffering can be eased by meeting our pain with compassion rather than hatred. That brings us to the necessity of forgiveness. Hmm. We can learn to meet the pain of our lives with care and compassion. But we first have to embark on the process of forgiving ourselves and others for all the harms we have experienced and caused. So I guess the question is, how do we forgive? You know, because that's the real work it takes to clean up the mess in my emotional kitchen. So what I know, resentments towards those who have caused us harm are like rust. They just eat away at the steel of our emotional reserve until we disassemble like the fender of my, my old 1967 Chevy Biscayne. That car sat alone and uncovered in the garage after high school. For recovering persons, and I guess all of us, resentments are like trying to kill rats by eating the poison ourselves. You know, we're just the ones that suffer. So, forgiveness. 
The teachings I've studied say all harm comes from ignorance or suffering. You know, I think I've learned, but often need to continue learning how these three prongs that I'm about to mention lead to forgiveness. Number one, you got to ask for forgiveness. When I've caused harm to anyone, I must make amends. Face up, friend up, hey man, I'm sorry. I did that, but it is not what I wanted. Please forgive me. How can I make this right? You know, it's my mess. It's my job to clean it up. Straight away. The second prong. You got to offer forgiveness. When I'm at the peak of my Zen zenith, I can separate the actions from the actor. Hey man, what you did, that was not cool. But I'm going to let that shit go. Face it. Hurt people hurt people. I'm going to say that again. Hurt people hurt people. We need to find compassion for the actor because when the people are messed up to each other, it almost always comes from their own dark closet of despair. You know, I can forgive the actor, even though it may be hard, and even if the actions are not forgivable. But I will admit, this is an area that I need to keep working on. And finally, maybe the most important, you have to learn to forgive yourself. The most challenging point for me on this pitchfork of the forgiveness triumvirate is to make amends to myself. You see, I did some really messed up things in the throes of my demons. And when I look back, I can hardly believe that I made some of the choices that I did when I was in the prison of addiction. But I'm not doing those things any longer. And it's no longer who I want to be or who I am today. In a way, that person is my teacher and my guide. It's the actor I will never allow myself to become again. I am not going back. No way. Never. So I guess I'll always be like the frog in the parable. Someone who wants to believe and trust and who takes the risk of being stung by the predatory arachnid. But here's what I know. You know, the scorpions in our lives, they're not good and they're not bad. They just are. I guess they wear the armor of those who need to attack and sometimes defend. To me, it is very much like the parable. In people who have hurt me, there is often a great need to protect and dispose of those in their path. Let me say this again. Hurt people hurt people. The ones who are hurting the most often hurt themselves with their very own actions. It's what they do. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just what they do. And in the end, maybe the only cure for that sting, maybe the only thing we can do is to practice forgiveness with compassion. Forgiveness 
with compassion. You know, the one person this frog needs to compassionately forgive the most is the one reading this sentence. Me. I'm going to get to work on that today. Until the next episode, everyone. Stay standing and steady on.